You are listening to the Program Roll Radio Show. We are Georgia Nihal and we will be with you for the next two hours. Here on progrock.com, your ticket to the best progressive rock. Welcome all and enjoy the show. Thank <laughs> you. 
She keeps them always shunned in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. At any time, an imitation you can't take. She never kept the same address In conversation She spoke just like a baroness Middle man from China Went down to get your mind Then again incidentally She was a that way Perfume came naturally From Paris Because she couldn't care less Fastidious and precise She's a killer Queen Got body gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam Guaranteed to blow your mind and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's very, very special prog and roll. As you all know already, tonight we will present a tribute to one of the greatest and charismatic performers of rock music who passed away exactly 32 years ago. Exactly 30 years ago on last Friday, two days ago actually. Um, so I would like to thank you all for being here once more. Um, we have some celebrities with us. <laughs> we have Pat Sanders of Disney Sun. We have... Uh, the unbelievable Stuart Nicholson of Galahad. We have, of course, Chuck, who is from Vegas. And, of course, Ben Bell, who is a member of, I don't know, five bands or something, <laughs> of Gandalf Feasts and um, a few other bands uh, as well. So uh, many, many, many uh, great people uh, tonight in our chat box and we couldn't be more um, 
don't Psyched? know. Psyched? Excited? Excited, yes. <laughs> so thank you very much for being here uh, once more. Now please raise the volume and enjoy the show. Thank you. Well, uh, since George uh, shared those in the posters, I don't know how many times, and yeah. you know what tonight is about. It's uh, really a tribute to uh, Freddie Mercury, who was born uh, on the 5th of September in 1946 in Zanzibar, and as Farouk Bulsara. Uh, in 1964, his family fled the Zanzibar Revolution and moved to England. Uh, having studied and written music for years, Freddie Mercury formed Queen in the early 70s together with Brian May and Roger Taylor. During Queen's very early days, even before their first album, Freddie Mercury recorded a couple of songs under the name Larry Lurex, or Larex, I'm not sure, uh, which were released as a single but uh, without any, you know, significant success. Both songs were cover versions and now we're going to listen to one of them.
once more. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our show. Tonight, our show, as we said, will be dedicated to Freddie Mercury exclusively. So expect many songs by Queen, some others from his, let's say, not so big solo career, plus a few more from his collaborations with other artists. I'd like to thank you for being here tonight and hope that you will enjoy the show we've prepared for you. In July 1973, Queen released their debut self-titled album, which included 10 songs, and five of them were written by Freddie Mercury. One of those songs, uh, and actually this is, comes as a surprise to me because I was pretty sure that this was a Brian May song, but it's not. It's Freddie Mercury's song. Uh, it happens to me one of my most beloved ones from this album is the next one.
How many of you have noticed that, but Queen's debut album included 10 songs which were unevenly divided between the two sides of the vinyl album, of course. Or tape, if you like. <laughs> the A side, for example, included four songs and had a running time of almost 18 minutes, while the B side included six songs and had a total running time of almost 21 minutes. And that happened because originally there was one more song in the A-side which was supposed to be replaced placed between uh, Great King Rat and My Fairy King. But it was dropped just a few days before the pressing because Queen disagreed over the drum sound and percussion. So um, that way the A-side left with only four songs and is almost three minutes shorter uh, in length uh, than the second side, which is the exact time of that song. And the song we're talking about is Mad the Swine. And it, was un, uh, it was unreleased until 1991, I believe. Right, George? Yep. Uh, when it was included in the album's reissue. So we will now play that song, followed by the beautiful White Queen, taken from the band's second album that was released in 1974. Been here before, a long time ago But this time I wear no sandals Ages past I gave up on Your people, food and water Three feet tall, so very small I'm no trouble I bring you thunder Oh 
Just listen to the beautiful White Queen, taken from the second uh, album of Queen, of course. And uh, before anything else, I know that you like it. We definitely like it also. So let me say a good evening and a good morning or hello and welcome to the people I know, at least on the chat box, to the people who are participating on the chat box, starting with Austin uh, from Space. Good morning or good evening. I'm not sure. I think good morning. Uh, Austin, thank you very much. And then we have Ben uh, together with Emil, I guess, from Surrey, uh, England. Good evening, guys. I guess we are making dinner there, right? And then <laughs> I have Chuck, who is from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, hello, Chuck. Thank you very much for uh, listening again. And then Cool Rail from UK. Good evening, Cool. Thank you very much. Uh, we have um, uh, Ol Martinez, who is not on. The, I cannot see him on the chat, but hello. Good evening, uh, Ol Martinez. Thank you very much for being here. And then Dennis from Oklahoma. Good morning, I guess. Dennis, thank you so much. And then Doc Dave from Canada, who is the person uh, who is making all these beautiful posters for us. Um, and we can't thank him enough. And then we have Pat, uh, who uh, lives in the UK. Although he's French, that's weird, right, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> so, bonsoir. Pat, why, uh, why, why is he always so short with you? I mean... <laughs> I, I love him so much. I, I know, I, I know, we both. And do. I know he's enjoying it. That's, <laughs> That's true. And Dwayne, good evening. Thank you very much. Uh, and then Fatma, Merhab Fatma, hoş geldin. Hoş geldin Fatma, iyi akşamlar. İyi akşamlar, right. <laughs> uh, and then Gotrek from the land down under. 
Good morning, good track. Thank you very much. And then we have Heath and John all day and John C. And Judy. Good evening. Good morning, actually, Judy. I think it's snowing there, right? You said that in the morning. Um, and Kev, who is listening. And many other people, actually. I have Michael. <coughs> good, good morning or good evening, Michael. And uh, <coughs> the boss, Mr. Monforti. Hello. Hello, hello, and thank you for listening. Nikki, good morning, and Niles, good evening from Holland, from actually, no, the Netherlands. <laughs> Every time, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Fegos from Paris. Bonsoir, Fegos. And um, we have Sam from Perseid Perseid or something. Good evening, Sam, or good morning. And then Sarah, good evening, Sarah, and Scott, um, the metal god of uh, progrock.com from Tampa, Florida, and thank you so much, Scott. I know you had some things to do today, today, but thank you so much for being here. And then, Sonia, guten Abend, Sonia. Guten Abend. <coughs> and then we have Stuart Nicholson, Mr. Stuart Nicholson of Galahad, and uh, we can't be, uh, thank him enough for being here tonight. Hi, Stu. We know he has a lot of things on his plate, and some of them are not even, you know, good. But um, thank you so much. And many, many other people, and uh, we have our friend, from Athens, um, who is listening, Andreas. Andreas, thank you very much. And many other people who are just listening, so thank you all and welcome. We hope you will enjoy it. So, um, as we said before, tonight's playlist includes many songs by Queen, some songs from uh, by Sir Frederick Mercury's solo career, and a few others from his collaborations with other musicians. And one of those collaborations comes right now. In 1976, Freddie Mercury and Brian May collaborated with Eddie Howell and together released the single Men from Manhattan. The song went rather unnoticed by the majority of rock fans, but those who knew it used to say that it was one of the greatest Queen songs not written by Queen. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I heard, Brian May remixed the song and released it uh, this year together with a few other old stuff from the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. So, in case you are interested, you can make a small research about it. The song we're talking about is Man from Manhattan. Hey little lady, do you love me? As much as you tell me you do Oh, I'm not the man you think I am I've been playing this through Give me the girl, do you trust me? Oh, I'm gonna tell you no lies I'm gonna come clean, don't make a scene I've been hiding behind the disguise Don't be afraid 
Freddie Mercury released only two solo albums, uh, both during the 80s. The first one, Mr. Bad Guy, was released in 1985. It was rather pop in style, but it included a few very, very nice songs, like, for example, at least in my opinion, this one.
Okay, let's see how many of you are old. <laughs> <laughs> so, if the word Highlander means something to you, or, for example, it rings any bells, then you already know which is the song that comes right now. Well, you know that they are reshooting it or doing a sequel or something. And no, please, no, no. No, they are, That's and it. and uh, the That's hot it. hot dude from The Witcher is going to play. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't care about that. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Brian May wrote the song Who Wants to Live Forever in the backseat of his car after seeing a 20-minute first cut of the scene of uh, Heather's dead, death from the film Highlander. And, uh, yeah, we cannot possibly know how many of you know or have seen the movie or will see the new movie with the hot dude inside. No, but in please, case... no, no. <laughs> no, please. It's impossible not to know the song, you know.
Okay, I would like to say a very big welcome to our friend Solis, who is listening from the beautiful island of Crete, together with Andreas, who is listening from Athens. And I know that there are some people uh, listening from Greece, and I would like to say a very big thanks to all of you guys, or girls. Anyway, um, look, I remember very, very well a much younger version of me that went uh, at the cinemas to watch Highlander, and uh, I totally loved it. Yeah. You know, I know it was a cheesy one, but I was young. And the truth is that uh, for some unknown reason, I always had a thing for Scotland since uh, my youth. No idea why. So it was impossible not to love this movie. Uh, up to the point that, uh, sorry, <clears throat> I made a promise to myself at the age of 17, I think, or 18, that I I'm not going to travel in any country uh, out of Greece if I were not to visit Scotland first. Well, <laughs> which he did, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, which I did. Uh, three, four years later, I took my backpack. I went for three uh, weeks uh, in Scotland, making rounds in the Highlands and Edinburgh. It was, I mean, it blew me away. Anyway, um, that's all for Scotland. Uh, actually, I visited the island Donald Castle, which you see in the movie, and it's the one with the long stone bridge. And I actually set up my tent right in front of it and slept the night, which was raining, of course, <laughs> although it was August. <laughs> But Scotland is an unbelievable place. It's a fairy tale land. Indeed, indeed. And so is the hot dude from. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know Thank you, Nicole. For spoiling everything. <laughs> I know you're getting romantic, but here's the thing: when you're talking about hot dudes, it's like you know playing blackjack. Not that I have got a lot of experience in that area, but you hit it once and then you just get out. <laughs> anyway, so okay, at this point, we should inform you that um, tonight's show will be divided into two parts and not the usual three or four, mainly because there is no reason to do that. So we will now play the last two songs uh, of the first part without a break, and we'll be back in almost 10 minutes for the second part. The first of the two remaining songs for this uh, first part is Love is a Hero by Bill Squire, which included Freddie Mercury on vocals, on some amazing vocals, I must say. And right, right after that, we will listen to Hammer to Fall by Queen. So raise the volume and enjoy, as usual.
Okay, right. Hello, everybody. This is Craig Fletcher from John Lee's Barclay James Harvest. You you must, you have to. It's the law. You have to tune in and listen to George and Nihau and Prog and Roll because that's what beautiful people do. Good night and God bless.
Fuzzy go, will you let me go? Bismillah, no, we will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. Mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. Well, since we were on the subject of movies before, uh, I don't know if you have seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. I think it was that was the movie's title. Are you asking me? Not you. Ah, because we read together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, we have seen it together like a couple of times, once with our son, uh, you know, a few yeah. years back. Actually, we quite enjoyed it. I, I, we had some, you know, reservations about the uh, actor who played uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. He was a good actor, no doubt. Really good, but yeah, yeah, uh, he played uh, really well. Yeah. But I, I think, I think, like you know, visually, they could yeah. have done better. Yeah, I but, agree. But that's about it. Uh, other than that, I think it was very, very successful movie. Yes, it was a good movie, but uh, I didn't like the actor. At least the makeup they did on the actor, to be uh, to be honest. Anyway, look, um, Bohemian Rhapsody was composed and orchestrated by the Freddie Mercury. He did everything on, uh, by himself. It, he composed the song in his mind and then um, make it uh, recorded. You know, um, he wrote the lyrics. He did everything actually. And for that, the rest of the band was referring to this song as Freddie's thing. <laughs> <laughs> But 
that when the band wanted to release Bohemian Rhapsody as a single in 1975, the record company executive refused, saying that's a very long and unusual song and it'll never be a hit. Then the song was played to other musicians who commented that this song had no hope of ever being played on the radio. And then the band, uh, like, they gave a tape to an, you know, famous English radio DJ who started playing parts of the song in his show. The people were interested and started demanding more and more up to the point where he played the whole song 14 times within a weekend. That same weekend, Paul Drew, who ran the RKO General Station in the United States, heard the track while he was in London. Drew managed to get a copy of the tape and started playing it, uh, the song in the United States, in his radio stations. Um, <laughs> and then that was a kind of a paradox uh, of having, on one hand, the record company refusing to release the song as a single because it's not radio-friendly, while on the other hand, the song was being played on the radio station in both sides of the Atlantic. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, Final Bohemian Rhapsody was released as a single and became a huge worldwide hit. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the album A Night at the Opera, which included the song, became a very big success as well, and it is considered as one of the Queen's best albums. And before, you know, and before the dust settled, Queen released their next album, A Day at the Races, which all Although it was uh, kind of similar to the opera, couldn't reach the very, very high standards of the previous album.
just keep losing my beat. You just keep losing I'm Okay, um, let me say something first uh, that has nothing to do with Freddie Mercury or Queen or this show. <laughs> but, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, Stu, uh, Stuart, since you are here, um, take a look at your email whenever you can, please. I know you are a very busy man. You have lots of things in your plate. But take a look at your email. You will find something uh, there that might be interesting for you, you know. Anyway, that's it. Thank you. So, um, somebody to love. This song was That's also me. <laughs> True, but there's also a song by Queen, yeah. further than you. Uh, the song was also written by Freddie Mercury and it had some similarities with Bohemian Rhapsody with its complex harmonies and guitar solos. Uh, however, instead of mimicking an English choir, the band turned to a gospel choir this time. And in 1977, Queen released the album News of the World, which became a huge success, mostly because of its two anthems. We will rock you, which my son loves, and we are the champions, which again my son loves. Yeah, true. <laughs> but we are not going to play any of these two songs. Well, not now, at least. And one year later, in 1978, the band released the album Jazz. The album's artwork was suggested by Roger Taylor, who previously saw a similar design painted on the Berlin Wall. For those who like, uh, you know, useless information, that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the album included 13 tracks and five of them were written by Freddie Mercury, like for example, the next one. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I 
Freddie Mercury's uh, words and quoting him, don't stop me now. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think we will keep on going strong with the next few songs, right, George? I think yes. <laughs> I think the second part is uh, better than the first one uh, because it includes more famous songs. Um, that's the, the case. Uh, maybe the first one was interesting because it included some not-so-famous songs, uh, but the second one is hits one after the other, I think. 
Anyway, um, I don't know how many of you have noticed that, I'm guessing many, <laughs> but at the back cover of every studio album of Queen, the members of the band were mentioned together with the instruments they were playing, of course, as usual. And at the end, it was written the phrase, and nobody played synthesizers. Well, I was going <laughs> to change one for, all and for good in 1980 with the release of the album The Game. The Game was the band's eighth studio album and the first one that included synthesizers. For those who know a few things about the matter... Who knows what you think about synthesizers? Do we have anyone here? No. We don't have, you know, piano players and stuff. No one plays piano here. At, absolutely no one. No one. I mean, no. we should really invite some piano players. You must players find here. someone, you know? I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we should say that the synthesizer they used was an Oberheim OBX. But further than that, the game was the first and only album that reached number one in the United States, being their best-selling studio album there, with sales of more than four million copies. This time, um, Freddie Mercury wasn't as much involved in songwriting as he did in the band's previous albums, and only three songs are his compositions. And one of those uh, three songs is the album's beautiful title song.
Okay, um, there is a the game, play the game, the song from the album The Game. And personally speaking, uh, I am not a fan of Freddie Mercury or Brian May or Roger Taylor or even John Deacon. I'm a fan of Queen in general. Uh, okay, yeah, Freddie Mercury perhaps was, a, you know, because of, he was a frontman and this uh, unbelievable performer had this great voice. He was always in the front, in the spotlight. But uh, I think Brian May's work uh, did the trick for Queen. I mean, all the time, his solos, his uh, guitar riffs, everything he did for Queen, of course, in compositions as well, were absolutely brilliant. And speaking about Brian May, hey, Pat, what about the CD uh, that you were promised to me will be signed from Brian May? Still waiting for it, right? So please, please, uh, do something. Uh, find him and uh, take it, this signed CD for me, please. You promised after all, right? Now, <clears throat> let's continue the song. I'm not sure how many of you know it or remember it, but in um, 1981, Freddie Mercury wrote the song Life is Real as a tribute to John Lennon, whose murder in 1980 had also previously prompted the band to perform the song Imagine Live on tour, on their tour back then. Um, it is also one of the few songs where Mercury wrote the lyrics before the music. Yeah, we know it's not a famous song and perhaps some people never heard it before or don't even don't remember it, but uh, it's a beautiful song and for that reason we decided to play it tonight.
as a bitch Life is real So Okay, Laura, good evening. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean to be, be rude, I'm sorry. Chuck is right. When I, when I read it afterwards, it's, oh my God, what I wrote there. No, I didn't say get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant, you know, just uh, close the um, application for mobile and get in from Discord directly, which is far easier. And the right, thing, the right way to come in the chat, actually. <laughs> Chuck, you are right. When I read it afterwards, I mean, just, oh my God, what I wrote there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Laura. <laughs> anyway. Guys, um, guys, really, I mean, it's not his uh, native tongue, so I forget. Yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm doing it so quickly and I'm writing some huge crap. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, let's continue. Saying, let's continue. Dude. Freddie Mercury. Let's right. Continue. Um, in 1987, Freddie Mercury recorded the cover version of The Great Pretender, original record and released by The Platters in 1955. Mercury's version was released as a single and reached up to number four in UK singles charts. In uh, one of his last videotaped interviews in spring of 1987, Mercury explained that the song was particularly fitting for the way he saw his career and being on stage.
Once more, uh, good in love. Buonasera, I think, right? Buonasera. Yeah, and uh, welcome. And I'm sorry <laughs> if I was rude on the channel before. I guess uh, you missed it because you are changing accounts. Uh, I didn't mean to be rude, so I'm really sorry. Uh, what I meant was, you know, get out from this application and get uh, through Discord normally, properly, like you did right now. And thank you. Let's continue now. In 1989, Queen released their 13th studio album, The Miracle. The album was recorded after Freddie Mercury was unfortunately diagnosed positive to HIV, and perhaps for that reason his contribution was very little. The only song that he wrote all by himself was the next one.
As we are reaching towards uh, the end of tonight, so we have only a few songs left to play. I would like to inform you that right after the next song, we're going to inform you about our plans for next Sunday. Uh, so please, please, please stay here because next Sunday show is going to be, wait for it, amazing. We have something very different prepared for you and we're hoping it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, stay with us for a while to tell you at least what's going to happen next week and you decide then if you want to participate or not. Uh, by the way, um, let's continue. And, um, you know, if you remember, after Barcelona was elected to host the 1992 Olympic, um, Summer Olympics, actually, Freddie Mercury was approached uh, to write a song as a theme for the forthcoming games. The idea was to create a duet with uh, Montserrat Caballé, uh, as she was from Barcelona. Uh, and Freddie Mercury has been a long-standing admirer of her, and she, in turn, grew to respect his talents very, very highly. Anyway, they decided to work together, and the result was the album Barcelona, or Barcelona, or Barcelona, you can call it that. <laughs> it doesn't change, actually, it is the same, uh, which was released on October of 1988. Um, I'm not a fan of this uh, album, to be honest, but there is a two-song medley which is fantastic. Oh, oh, oh. 
towards the end of our show so at this point we would like to inform you about our plans for next week so on next Sunday the 3rd of December we will have something very special for you which we've never tried before at least not on this address <laughs> in this radio yeah we did it once actually before a couple of years but not in program uh, 
would come, not here. Kind of stepping on my point there, hon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, people. I'm stepping on my toes or something. Well, um, okay. We are really sure that it's going to be a great fun and a very unusual show. So please just try to be here. So what's uh, the, th the deal is that we prepared the game to play with all of you. But uh, this time it will be something different and new to most of you because it won't have anything to do with the cover versions and stuff like that. And most important of all, everybody can participate in this game regardless of their internet speed or lag that they can face. Um, and on the top of everything else, we'll have also a special guest, a secret special guest, Uh, which is going to be our co-host, if you like, who will be a part of the game, but will be a secret. Our older listeners from the previous radio perhaps uh, will remember this game because we tried it once in the past and it was really, really great fun. But uh, to the majority of you, this was, this was going to be something really totally new, actually. Uh, but, you know, for the game to be successful and fun, we will need your participation, please, okay? But enough said, uh, let's not spoil the surprise for next week. Uh, we'll give you more details on uh, next Sunday. Now, let's continue with the few remaining songs of tonight's playlist. So, on February 1991, Queen released their 14th studio album, Innuendo, which was the band's last album to be released in uh, Freddie Mercury's lifetime, and their most recent one to be composed of entirely new material. The album was recorded between March 1989 and November 1990. In the spring of 1987, Mercury had been diagnosed with AIDS. Although he kept his illness a secret from the public and denied numerous media reports that he was seriously ill. The band and producers were aiming for a November or December release date in order to catch the crucial Christmas market. But Mercury's decline in health meant that the release of the album did not take place until February 1991. Stylistically, Innuendo is in some sense a return to Queen's roots with its harder rock sound, complex musical composition, and psychedelic effects and strong vocals by Mercury. Nine months after the album was released, Mercury unfortunately passed of AIDS, uh, dry, driven by uh, bronchopneumonia. Bronchopneumonia is a Greek word. Bronchopneumonia. Exactly. It's a very difficult one. It's called bronchopneumonia. Anyway. Is it brocho? Not brocho. Brocho. Or brocho. Brocho. Brocho. Yeah. Anyway, enough of the Greek, because they sound Greek to everybody. Except of the Greeks, of course. So the next song is the beautiful Inuendo.
sorrow all through our splendor. Don't take offense at my innuendo. almost at the end of tonight's program and roll and we hope you are enjoying or enjoyed our tribute to Freddie Mercury um, as you can understand there is no epic tonight and the final song of tonight's show is going to be uh, taken from the legendary live performance which you all know very well so at this point I would like to thank you all so so so much for being here once more 
uh, and you know I hope you enjoyed the tribute, the music, uh, our, the show, everything actually. And also, I'd like to invite you to next week's very special show slash game. Uh, please try, in case you are interested, uh, please try to tune in early because during the first part we will explain the rules of the game and have a small test run. And because of that, it will be pity to miss the whole first part, all right? So, that's it for me. Thank you all very, very much. We renew our radio appointment for next Sunday, the 3rd of December. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. And a very big thanks to all of you from me as well. Uh, we both really hope you enjoyed our tribute to the great Freddie Mercury. As George said, next Sunday we will have something very special again, unusual and hopefully fun for you, so try not to miss it, please. Um, we will conclude tonight's tribute with the live version of We Are The Champions that was recorded at the Wembley Stadium in London on the 12th of July 1986. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. We hope to see you one week here on progrock.com, the best progressive rock, right? So till then, <laughs> take care and have a fantastic week ahead. Bye-bye, all. Thank you.